Welcome back to Talk of the Town on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC on WHTC.com and on the WHTC app for your smartphone. Once again, here's your host, Gary Stevens. Welcome back to Talk of the Town for this Wednesday, December 27th. We normally have him join us on the fourth Friday of the month, but since we did not have a program this past Friday, he is very graciously enough to join us today. And that is our monthly visit now with Ottawa County Sheriff Steve Kempker on the other side of our table this morning. Steve, good morning. Merry good morning, Christmas. Gary. Happy New Year. Same to you, Gary. Good to be here. And, uh, yeah, we, I think I missed you in November, too, because of the holiday. Yeah, um, yeah, because of the holiday. Yeah. We were not uh, on uh, uh, after Christmas. Well, let's put it this way. Let's rectify the situation right now. <laughs> if you got a if you got a question for the sheriff, you'll be happy to answer it at 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. Steve, first of all, can we say with each passing day we have milder weather? It is one less day to worry about inclement road conditions for deputies to try to maintain traffic. <laughs> Very much so, Gary. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We have a really happy staff right now. Uh, you know, we've we've had a couple of days where we had some snowstorms and the weather was not the best. And uh, this last one, yes, we saw an immediate spike in uh, fender benders uh, throughout the county. Um, so again, uh, be prepared. I think we're still going to get get something. But this weather has been great for us. I know the road commissioner appreciates it. Um, but again. Um, the drivers will get a little overconfident. Yep. Um, so when that snow does arrive, please uh, be prepared. Uh, slow down, you know, the basics. Slow down, add some more travel time. Uh, make sure you've got good tires. Make sure your wiper blades are good on your car. And, uh, again, just be very, very careful. And most of the time we always say it's, you know, you got to watch out for the other guy. Uh, the images from the upper Midwest in the, Plain, Upper Plains, North, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, right after Christmas of uh, jackknife trucks and vehicles all spread all over the interstates. I looked at those images, Steve, and went, <laughs> chill exactly. went down. It's like, <laughs> please, not now. <laughs> so, no, uh, but again, we're ready. Um, so when that weather does hit, you know, we work closely with. Uh, our communities and our road commission. And, uh, again, I, I think at some point yet in the next few months, we're going to get some taste of it. And, uh, but we will uh, be there to handle anything that's, uh, kind of put in our direction. Let's talk a little bit about this weekend being the new year's weekend and the challenges that deputies will have of not only road safety, but making sure that uh, uh, the motorists get to where they're supposed to get to without having any issues with people who shouldn't be on the road. Right. And I think you're uh, referring to the drinking and driving or drugged and driving. Um, obviously a concern uh, this time of year, uh, normally right around from Thanksgiving to after New Year's, uh, we have a tendency to see somewhat of a spike in uh, people being arrested for drunk driving. Uh, it is that time of year to celebrate. Um, totally don't want to deny that to people, but if you're going to, the old saying, if you're going to drink and drive, uh, please find a responsible driver. 
And uh, again, we don't want to see anybody, A, get arrested, uh, because that has a, a lot of effects, uh, especially to the pocketbook, um, but also their safety and the safety of others out on the roadway. Um, also for the safety of our staff, um, just before we were talking, you know, if we're out handling crashes and that, um, again, uh, we want people to be uh, alert while they're driving. We want them to be sober. Uh, in the past, we've had uh, cruisers that have been hit by drunk drivers uh, as we've been out uh, working incidents along the road. Other agencies across the United States face the same issue. Um, but again, the biggest thing is, is you know, we don't want to deny anybody, you know, having a good time and celebrating. Uh, but please, uh, you know, find that designated driver or stay in that location uh, and do not get behind the wheel. Besides New Year's Eve, Sunday night into Monday, uh, this year, New Year's Day in the afternoon might be an issue as well because it's a Super Bowl-type situation with the Rose Bowl game involving Michigan on on the 1st. True. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of people between, uh, again, traveling with the holidays, celebrating, and the football games. Um, you know, and the fact that uh, some of the businesses and bar establishments uh, will be open. Um, you know, again, that uh, it's just very easy, I think, for somebody to sit down and probably consume a little bit more than what they should and not realize during that time period, you know, of watching an entire football game or attending a, a party or something. Uh, to think that, yeah, it's okay, I can drive. Uh, and that's that's when the, the minor accidents or major accidents happen uh, or your chances of getting stopped uh, increase. If you got a question for Ottawa County Sheriff Steve Kempke, I'll be happy to answer it at 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. Steve, let me catch up people with one of the things that – Really has not come up a lot in 2023, but it's something that we could possibly be looking for in 2024, and that is the body cam issue. Where are we with that right now? Uh, We are rolling right along, Gary. Um, You know, with our budget approved uh, back in October, uh, the county board uh, and administration from the county fully supported the uh, body camera and in-car camera project. Uh, again, as I've said here before, this is a, a massive project for a department our size, and, and because we're spread out all over Ottawa County, um, working through that technology side, so uh, our requests for proposals uh, have gone out and have come back in uh, from vendors that uh, are interested in soliciting uh, this project from the county. So those are being evaluated right now by a team. Uh, that team includes uh, Sheriff's Office Administration, uh, road patrol deputies, detectives, uh, our jail court services kind of touched on all of our uh, units within the sheriff's office that are going to be the end users of this. Um, we want them to look at it, evaluate it. Uh, we'll be testing some of the uh, equipment. We also have the team on the backside working on the technology on of how do we get that information from Holland to the Fillmore facility or Marne Coopersville to the Fillmore s- facility. So, again, um, I'm not worried about the equipment piece. That's the easy part. Uh, it's the backside, the technology. The uh, county also did grant us uh, several new uh, positions within the department for FOIA, for Freedom of Information request. Uh, that's going to be very extensive because all video has to be watched before it's released 
certain things under law have to be redacted out of that video. So somebody has to physically sit there and work with that video and work on the redactions. Um, we're looking forward to it. Um, you know, it's kind of funny because there's some of us that have been in the department for a long time uh, that say, well, what do we need these for? We haven't had them. And we have the other group that are excited. Um, you know, uh, I think it's something that's owed to this community. I've said that, you know, for the years that I've been asking for this project. Uh, it's that transparency. And, again, I think uh, just recently in the uh, shooting incident involving the Grand Rapids City officers, um, that video, again, very clearly showed exactly what happened. Uh, and it's important for us as administrators is to get that out also. So we're looking forward to it. I'm excited about it. Um, again, I, I can't thank our county board enough, uh, our county administration, for supporting this project um, and seeing that need that uh, we've wanted for quite a while. So the $64,000 question, when does it get rolled out? Or at least starting the test program on this. I would say we'll be looking at testing probably within maybe a month to a month and a half. Um, the uh, proposals that came in uh, have filled a couple of very large notebooks. That's where on that end, um, we need to make sure that we've got everything covered. That's why we've brought this group together. Um, we've got uh, the technology people from the county involved. Uh, to make sure that we have all the pieces in place. Um, we know, as in any major project, Gary, once we start that project up, with any project, there's normally a few bumps in the road until it smooths out. Um, we want to try to eliminate as many of those bumps in the road as we can before that project rolls out. So, again, I see testing starting soon. Uh, they're going through volumes of of paperwork, reading these RFPs. Uh, each one is different. Each company is different as to what they offer. Obviously, we do have a budget to work within. And, uh, yeah, I, it's, we, yeah, we could say tomorrow let's do this. But, again, I want to make sure that it's done right, um, that we have all of our T's crossed and our I's dotted, and uh, that we methodically and logistically work through this. Because, uh, again, that logistics piece is going to be important for us to when we kick this project off. If you've got a question for Ottawa County Sheriff Steve Kempke, he'll be happy to answer it at 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. You brought up something, Steve, in our conversation before this segment involving weaponry. And let's just say people are getting weapons now that a probably shouldn't have them B probably if they went through the legal way of getting it, wouldn't be able to get it. And that is why they are stealing weapons. Correct. Gary, we've seen uh, recently and, and throughout uh, this past year, um, kind of a little bit of an increase of weapons being stolen out of people's cars. Um, We've experienced several occasions of uh, you know, car larcenies where people are breaking into cars, going through open vehicles at night. Uh, they may go into a subdivision, uh, and sometimes it's more than just one person. Rummage through cars, see what they can find. But it's amazing uh, to see the reports come through. How many people had a gun underneath the front seat, a gun in the center console, a gun in the glove box, 
that they have placed there and probably kind of know it's there, but subconsciously forget about it, um, leave their cars unlocked, um, and these guns are being found and being stolen. We've just had a couple here again recently, and uh, we know that these guns are probably not getting into good hands. Uh, they're getting back out on the street as a stolen weapon, being used in crimes and being recovered uh, in areas either around us or here in our county. Um, so, again, we just want to urge people that, you know, a lock your cars up outside. Um, you know, I know people that lock their cars inside their locked garage even. Uh, but, again, you, you know, as a responsible gun owner and, and you know, as, as I've said before, I, I fully support uh, people's rights with their guns. But uh, just always keep in mind the safety aspect, um, whether the gun's in the house, uh, if that gun's in your car, um, always make sure your car's locked up. Because, uh, again, most of the cars are rummaged through, are left unlocked uh, in driveways at night or parked out on the street uh, or in parking lots. Uh, um, you know, we've had daytime incidents like at Myers and uh, other large uh, stores where people will pull in and just kind of roam the lot a little bit. And it's, it's really amazing that, that with a number of people, sometimes in a large parking lot, that this person or persons go unnoticed. Um, so again, uh, those, those thefts we've seen a little bit of an increase in, and we just want to make sure that the guns don't get into the wrong hands. So when this might be a question you can't answer right now, Steve, but in terms of how, the violent crimes that do happen, what percentage or rough percentage would you say involves weapons that are not registered to the person that might be involved in the crime. In other words, it's either unregistered or it's stolen. I would take in a guess at it, Gary, just sitting here thinking while you're asking that question, um, kind of running through the violent crimes that we've had in the county. Um, it, it depends on the crime. Um, I would have to guess probably 60 to 75% of those weapons come back unregistered or stolen. Some of the weapons that are used more like in the family domestic situation or a argument at somebody's home or improperly displayed, uh, like in a road rage incident, most of those guns we'll find are, are registered to somebody. Um, but again, the number of stolen weapons that are out on our streets uh, is fairly high. And it's a lucrative uh, item you know, for people to go out and steal and resell these. Uh, either for money, uh, drug exchange. Um, so again, yeah, it, I would say it, it's leaning toward the higher percentage. And the reason why I brought up that question, and again, you don't have to respond to it because it's not really in your purveyance, but for those who are pushing for more gun control laws uh, uh, to try to stop this, um, let's put it this way. A lot of the violent crimes are involving weapons that are not registered That's and are correct. stolen. Yes, that is. I would agree with that statement, Gary. Um, you know, the the good, responsible gun owners in our community are not our problems. Um, yes, occasionally we'll get a good, responsible citizen that may make a mistake. Um, you know, the one that we use quite a bit is they get pulled over on a traffic stop. They're intoxicated. They forget that their gun's underneath the front seat. Um, you know, but again, like I said, the, the good, responsible gun owners in our community uh, are not our problems. All right. This is going to be an ignorant question. Perhaps, maybe it isn't. 
How much of a problem right now are ghost guns? We've seen a handful of them here in the county. Um, they are very prevalent uh, across the United States. It's still a, a kind of a hot topic, I know, at the federal level, uh, like with the ATF, um, also at the state level and, and with law enforcement. Um, you know, buying parts, producing parts, um, it, they're out there. Uh, we've seen, I think this past year, we probably saw uh, maybe four to five ghost guns here in Ottawa County uh, that were seized in criminal activity. Okay, I'm just kind of wondering, you know, with the 3D printers oh, yeah. nowadays, they yeah. you don't need to get the yeah, you know, Gary, and we've we watch the seminars and and we do the uh, other things, uh, information that comes to law enforcement, watching the information that comes from uh, the ATF from the federal side, uh, it's really amazing what is available by the internet, um, how you can assemble parts from all over and put a gun together. Um, you know, some of it is legal and some of it is illegal. Uh, but yes, ghost guns, like you said, the 3D printers and that, um, it, it's it's a little scary sometimes of what can be produced and actually produce a pretty accurate weapon. And not just the, right now, you say it's a small portion yeah. in this county, but that's something that as we go into 24 and 25 and even further down this decade, that's going to be a bigger problem. I think it is, you know, Gary, and, and I think it's the technology end of things, um, the availability for somebody to produce parts very easily and sell those parts. Um, you know, we had a, a rash of these uh, devices that went onto a Glock that made it an automatic, and uh, we saw those right here in West Michigan. You know, our, our, uh, from the federal side in Grand Rapids, they, you know, have seized uh numerous of those parts that were around, but that's just how easy they can be produced and made nowadays and sold on the, on the black market or on the dark web, dark web. Exactly. Steve, I know that, uh, for some occupations and some industries, they're still feeling the effects of the, uh, the outbreak and trying to fill vacancies and staffing issues. Uh, what about the Ottawa County Sheriff's Department? Are you okay in terms of uh, levels of deputies and staffers with your department, or is that still a little iffy right now? Well, we can take iffy out of the picture right now. Um, you know, the, the joke around the office is, is when somebody comes into my office and they're carrying a white envelope, it's normally their retirement letter. Um, so we saw numerous of those in 2023. Um, we know we have a couple coming in 2024. But staffing-wise for our road patrol, we're sitting good right now. Um, we are basically full uh, between the people that we've hired that we have in our field training program and the ones that we are sending to the uh, next upcoming police academy. So uh, things are looking better there. Um, we're always looking for corrections deputies. Uh, that application process is on the uh, county's website. Um, always looking for good people to work in corrections. And, you know, corrections is... Uh, it is a profession. Um, it, it is a different type of profession compared to the road patrol. Um, it takes a special person to work in the jail, but again, the staff that we have in the jail uh, is just great. Um, working with our citizens that are, are housed within our facility, the programming that's offered to them. Um, so again, uh, we're, we've added some new positions to the department, uh, a couple civilian positions. We have these FOIA positions coming. Um, so uh, a lot of those open positions are either currently on our website uh, that uh, the civilian positions 
and there'll be some more coming as we move into the uh, camera project for the FOIA process. But for our road patrol, uh, we're, we're sitting good right now. Uh, you know, a year and a half ago, we were struggling a little bit trying to find good uh, candidates. And that's one thing we, we pride ourselves on is hiring uh, good professional people uh, that are going to serve our community, uh, you know, in an ethical manner and provide that customer service uh, to our citizens and our visitors that come to Ottawa County. So one thing I have always said is that we will not lower our standards uh, for the hiring of staff. Uh, again, uh, that is a very extensive process to hire somebody, and uh, we want to make sure that we get the best of the best uh, to, to work with our other staff, because that's important too, uh, to make sure we have good quality people working with our staff, that person's your backup, uh, but also good people to serve our community. We mentioned staff. We've mentioned the body cams. What are the things could we look for from the sheriff's department in 2024? Well, we've launched a, a new program online where you can do online reporting. Uh, sometimes people just have a small incident they want to report, like their mailbox was hit. Um, so on our website, uh, you can do a, a self-report now. Um, that is viewed and reviewed. Um, and then from there, it's made a decision. It, it assigns a complaint number. It sends it back to the person if it's something that they need for insurance. Um, or if we feel there's more follow-up or it may be tied into something else, uh, then it's assigned out to a, a deputy, but they're all reviewed by uh, one of the sergeants uh, every day. Uh, that helps streamline uh, our process, but also helps the road patrol because uh, some of the calls people go, well, I, I don't need to see a deputy. Oh, I just want to report this. Um, certain uh, classifications of crime cannot be reported uh, on the website uh, that you know we feel uh, meet the level that a deputy should respond. Sometimes there's evidence that needs to be collected. Uh, we may have to do, uh, do interviews and witness statements. So that's uh, one of the things uh, there. But uh, no, we're going to continue very strong with our community uh, programs. Um, I think, as you know, our, our backbone of our agency is community policing. Uh, you know, we just got done. It was a great season when we shopped with the sheriff. Um, we actually did some uh, visits uh, to some of the senior citizen uh, living uh, complexes this year. Uh, that went over really well. And, uh, again, that, that's the key to our success is, is working with our communities uh, because the support for law enforcement here, uh, not just in Ottawa County, but West Michigan itself is just overwhelming. One final thing, and you mentioned mailboxes. Have we gotten any breaks from earlier or this year and last year about people taking things out of mailboxes? Yes, there were. Uh, there were some charges that were put in place and people arrested and uh, also continued on by the, on the federal side of the uh, postal inspectors, uh, which has a law enforcement division. Um, but again, watch what you put in your mailbox, um, especially if you put it out the night before or over a weekend. Um, we still occasionally will have somebody that's out hitting mailboxes and what they're looking for are, are those checks, uh, especially a lot of businesses will put their mail in the mailbox Friday night when they leave, um, potentially exposes them for the entire weekend. Um, but most of the time those mailboxes thefts are occurring at night. Um, so please, uh, be very careful. I know a lot of businesses have gone to just dropping it off at the post office, uh, and not leaving, uh, you know, valuable stuff in the mailboxes. He is Ottawa County Sheriff Steve Kempker. We appreciate you joining us not only this morning, but throughout the year. 
wish you and the entire staff not only a blessed New Year's weekend, but uh, safe 2024 ahead. And if all goes well, we'll do this again in the month of January. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Gary. Thank you very much, Steve Kempker on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. CBS News straight ahead, followed by WHTC News. Some open line. Brian Spencer's What's New Around How in the next hour. And then we'll be joined by State House, State House Representative Brad Slaw.